seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. But upon this time, you NFL fiends, and we are fast approaching the Super Bowl. It's been absolutely magnificent. It's only going to get better. Stick with us, you mother This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. Liam Bradford causing problems for editors since 2022. Utter punts in association with Endzone Kit. We are delighted to have you along with us. We are an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. As always, I've got two utter punts alongside me. In Birmingham, it's the belligerent one. It's the Viking Dave Keane. Did you really just say that in the intro? Okay, cool. Well, probably have to start looking for a new job. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that the editor actually does the job, belligerent Dave. Thank you very much indeed. Alongside me so. in Manchester, it's the Statman Dan. It's leaving it to the edit. I go to my initial intro, which is into words of Tom Brady. If I knew what I was going to do, I'd have done it already. Yeah, I mean, sensational. So many bleeps and we've not even started. This is Utter Punts. We are going to be looking back at last weekend, looking ahead to next weekend, hopefully giving you a little bit of advice and we might have a little bit of a game for you to play. Utter Punts, stick with us. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome along. Hello, Dan. How hello. are you? Yeah, good. Uh, lots of bleeps in the intro. We're all very excited. And the reason <laughs> that we're so excited is that we are getting to the real business end of the season, aren't we, Dave? Apparently, I'm not as excited as everybody else. But yeah, we are, Liam. <laughs> um, no, I think you just have discipline, whereas uh, up here in Manchester, discipline seems to have disappeared out of the window. Um <clears throat> Before we go any further, don't forget endzonekit.co.uk, the place for all of your NFL kit needs, whether it's the official stuff or sometimes the quirkier bits and pieces, you can definitely find it, endzonekit.co.uk. Don't forget, 15% discount at checkout if you use the code PUNT. More on that a little bit later on. Uh, Chaps, where should we start? Because there's loads of stuff that's kind of caught eyes in the NFL this week. Do we start with some of the appointments that have been made? I see Nathaniel Hackett's gone in at the Jets as the OC. Yeah, well, that's and that's a good move for them. I, I didn't think their last OC did much wrong other than have probably back the wrong quarterback to start the season. Um, but they looked like a really decent offense at the start. They lost Brees Hall, which was a big loss for them because he was he was turning them into a real sort of dynamic offense. But Nathaniel Hackett was a was a really good uh, offensive coach and offensive coordinator in, in Green Bay and it does sort of add fire to the fuel of the rumours that Aaron Rodgers may be making a trip over to New Jersey um, although I'd hate to see him not play Dave twice a year that'd take a lot of the fun out of the game wouldn't it <laughs> uh, what have you made of Nathaniel Hackett Dave well um, he didn't exactly like the one fire as a head coach but now he can just get back to play calling and hopefully he never has to make a decision uh which is based on the clock, based on the situation, based on anything that takes any kind of like thought, really. But you know, uh, hopefully, he you know he's able to get back to being successful. Um, with Rogers, would be interesting. Uh, I, I made clear I like Aaron Rodgers. I like the fact that the Green Bay Packers fans don't like him very often. Um, 
I think he's too good for the Jets. But then they are set with an excellent defence. It's just, I can't recall the Jets ever being a power, so it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Yeah, interesting. Any other appointments that have caught the eye this week, Dan? I think just recently now, so Frank Reich's now just been appointed as the head coach of the Panthers. Um, did get a message from a from a Panthers fan who was fairly fairly um, disappointed in the. I don't think I think he's just uninspired by it. He said, "I think Frank Reich's a really good coach, um, and I think he's created some really good teams." He was involved in the Eagles team that went to the playoffs uh, or that went to the Super Bowl the last time they were in this at uh, this sort of stage. Um, and he garners a lot of respect from his team. He, de he definitely lost the team in, in Indianapolis, but and, and I think he did that back in Carson Wentz, who, who he backed initially, but I think he made some bad decisions. But ultimately, I think he's a really good grown-up coach. And um, I'd like to see if he gets a good quarterback there, whether they go into free agency or whether they draft a quarterback at Carolina. They, they're set up to be, to be quite a good team. Um, they've got a good offence. They've got a good running game. They've got a really good, in both of the lines, they're really good defence. So they're, not, they're only really a quarterback away from being a... Certainly a playoff contender, I would think. Uh, and I know Dave, Dave fancied him at the start of this year with, with uh, Sam Darnold, so he must, must fancy an upgrade. Baker. That was even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. But, um, yeah, uh, Bill O'Brien as well, he's back in the NFL. Yeah. The, the man who took the Texans from force to vanity project, where he did everything, much like Bill Belichick, and now he's going back to New England as the offensive coordinator so I can see they're not surging in their offensive performance because Bill O'Brien's always been effective at, at generating points and attacking the weakness of uh, of the teams he did have a good record with the Texans until he pretty much became their GM as well and then for some reason handicapped himself um, so be interested to see how that works out and then Jim Schwartz experienced appointment at the Browns who have got a high talent oh roster but they've never really seemed to generate the, the kind of levels of defense that you'd have thought that would command so could could be some changes next year coaching's key um and i think that some some teams have made some shrewd decisions vikings have got rid of donatel that'll do <laughs> Make it extremely a bit easier yeah <laughs> just going on the bill o'brien thing it was um he when he left the texans he went to alabama um as a, mm. and one of the offensive coordinators and it was mac jones that showed him the alabama system so I think bringing him back in to coach Matt Jones, the two of them obviously got a relationship, I think might be it's a statement of intent from the Patriots to give him the support he needs. Um, and I think that might be worth watching with Matt Jones over over the preseason mm. going into next year, that they're really, really giving shot. him a chance to be successful. So, And there's obviously a, a dynamic link there between him and Bill O'Brien, which I can't think see being a coincidence. I'm sure we're going to touch on a load more stuff that's coming out of the NFL this week as we get up to sort of the reviews from last week game, last week's games and the previews for uh, the conference championships, which will be coming a little bit later on. Just a quick mention, if you want to get in touch with us, we are now available on three social media platforms. Not only are we on Instagram and on Twitter, but we now have a brand new and shiny Facebook page for you to get involved in as well. Yes, we are definitely in bed with the devil to try and push <laughs> this podcast out a little bit further i have sold my soul and i don't care uh well so done, if you'd mate. like to well get done. in touch it's uh, facebook.com and then just search for utter punts podcast you will find us um it is growing already which is quite nice to see so it'd been quite nice to make a little bit of a community over there just get in touch with us on any of those would be really great to hear from you uh, on the way on utter punts we are going to be looking back at last week ahead to next week and we've got a little bit of a game for you it's coming up after this
Right, okay, so last weekend was a belter. Some really good results, some stuff that we saw coming and some stuff that we saw coming and a little bit more stuff that we saw coming because we called absolutely everything. Here it is all wrapped up for you. The divisional round was rammed with high stakes football as eight teams started to get that Super Bowl feeling. Four now remain, four now are toast. Here's how it shook down. Now the Jags traveled to Kansas on Saturday feeling pretty good about themselves after that huge comeback win over the Chargers. The punts felt that was a season peak and so it was. Not to say the game wasn't without incident though. Patrick Mahomes crunching his ankle in the second quarter and having to leave the field gave Jacksonville a small window of hope that an upset was on a narrow head. Mahomes pleaded to be put back in the game and after x-rays gave him the all clear, he returned to the field. Making huge plays while hopping about in the pocket is one of those holy shit, are you seeing this moments of the entire season for me? Phenomenal from Mahomes, he somehow finished with 195 passing yards and two touchdowns, enough to lead his side to a 27-20 victory in a fifth straight AFC Championship game. The question now is how fit will he be when the Bengals rock up on Sunday and will that bravery end up haunting the Chiefs? Now the Bengals booked their spot in the AFC Championship game by spoiling this narrative around the Bills as a destiny team. Take the emotion out of the DeMar Hamlin situation and the punts saw this for what it was. The Bengals are a stronger side with a better QB. Dan hated the Bills secondary and Dave thought Burrow's speed of thought would be a key factor. He threw two touchdowns while his defensive teammates swarmed Josh Allen in the snow. 27-10 it finished. Don't sell tickets to hypothetical games. It annoys people. They tend to rub your nose right in it for assuming they'll play along. The Bengals are a proper team. I think the Chiefs have big problems to overcome. Giants, Eagles next. Now the lads thought that the Eagles would probably wallop the Giants. The Eagles wallop the Giants, despite Dave pleading for a stadium blackout. Now it's been a decent season for New York. They've taken things a lot further than many people thought they could. Something definitely to build on, but Jalen Hurts and his teammates have too much class. They have too much depth. It finished 38 to seven. The Eagles now take on the 49ers for the right to go to the big show, that is going to be a proper treat. And finally, America's team traveled to Frisco to try and cause an upset. Now, Dan was very clear on this one. The 49ers are a better team and their rookie quarterback could rely on his teammates if he had a wobble. Dave, on the other hand, thought it might be a high scoring game, but the Cowboys made a really good show of it in what became a tight and cagey affair. Right up to the point, George Kittle decided to introduce circus clown juggling to a high stakes NFL playoff game. If you haven't seen it, search it out. The pigskin bounces off his helmet, it bounces off his body before he snatches it out of the air and sidesteps a tackle. It's awesome stuff and that ignited the only touchdown drive of the game. The brilliance of it was the difference, but you always felt the 49ers would drink that juice after the squeeze. It's 12 straight wins for them, a trip to Philly awaits. This is mouth-watering stuff. 
that completes the roundup. Here's the punt to try and fathom what happens next. Thank you very much to producer Andy Bell and his lovely regional accent, just to get us sort of around the patch slightly. It's very kind of him, isn't it? Um, uh, let's start, shall we, with that catch from George Kittle, shall we, in that game between the Cowboys and the 49ers. I mean, he's fairly exemplary, but that catch just going to show Dave just how good he actually is, juggling his way down the field and reeling it in. Absolutely magnificent. He's an excellent player. Fifth round draft pick, I think. Wow. Um, and his strength in college was blocking, uh, but he is a, a true athlete, a true competitor. And yeah, I mean, quite frankly, he should have caught it cleanly, shouldn't he? Really. <laughs> but, um, no, he did, did incredibly well. Um, he's got, have you heard about the warrior gene? Like the, the fact that some people basically, when they feel pain, it releases an internal um, endorphin, which is really similar to morphine, which is why you get some kids who seem to enjoy like hitting their heads on things. Um, like you. <laughs> so, I like a young Dave Keane. <laughs> I was going to say. Like it, an old Dave Keane. It, it, it often <laughs> is found with people with uh, ginger or reddish hair, and I believe Kittle qualifies. <laughs> From me, George I, Kittle? I, I, I wouldn't know. Like, I've, I've never self-harmed. Come on. Um, so yeah, all, all in all, it's uh, it's a pretty spectacular player. It's just a shame that every time we play San Francisco, he constantly gives the Vikings a hard time and says we're not competitive enough. And he's right. Do we um, did we think that that was actually going to be a little bit wider a margin of victory for the 49ers than it was? I, it ended up being a lot tighter than we anticipated. I know Dave did. I, I think we probably thought it was going to be wider than a seven point margin, didn't we? I, I thought it'd be close because the Cowboys' defense is 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 really well balanced, and they've got a, they have got a pass rush, but they have got a really good secondary. Um, and I just thought they'd put enough pressure on uh, the Forty Nine ers to to keep the game plan quite tight, a bit like the Seahawks did. So the Forty Nine ers were never really going to break out a, a, a three touchdown quarter. Um, I just don't think they I don't think they opened it up enough to do so, and I think they were quite happy that they had the Dallas offense under control to a point where they just kept. Kept the time on the 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 play man the play clock management in that game from Shanahan was was absolutely impeccable. Mm -hmm. um, in the second half, there wasn't more than three or four seconds on the play clock anyone uh, in any any of the plays for the 49ers. So they just bled the clock and they absolutely just took it away and it, and it drained the Dallas defense enough for them just to move the ball enough. Um, and then uh, what what San Francisco have got is that one player and we we spoke about last week that they've got a number of players that can take a catch so many yards and. This week it was George Kittle who, with that sort of magical catch, and he just gave them enough to get over the line. But it was one of those games that was close on the scoreline. Didn't feel that close watching it. At, at no point as a as cheering on the 49ers did I think the Cowboys were the better team or did they look like they were going to put San Francisco away. And that was... Um, so for me, it wasn't as close as the scoreline suggested from a, from a talent point of view. I just think the 49ers did enough to put them away. Anything else you want to say on this one, Dave, or shall we move on? It Move on. Very. <laughs> it, it was expected. Poor Dallas. The back was hilarious. Well, well the final play. play. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it will cheer you up. Um, if, you, if you're not a Cowboys. Somebody said to me this week that the Dallas Cowboys are the Manchester United of the NFL. Yeah. And that bothered me. 
That bothered me deeply. <laughs> we win things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a difference. Uh, yeah. Maybe. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Good win against Nottingham Forest last night, Manchester United. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, shall we move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who hosted the Jacksonville Jaguars? You can shake your head all you like, you Blues fan. You haven't won anything since the 60s. Um, I think you'll find we won something this century. When was the last time you won anything? The Birmingham Cup. Uh, 2017. So you just about beat us. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Vi Villa haven't. Villa we haven't won a won European competition in 2017, though. Something you haven't played in since when? Move on. This is an NFL podcast. It's the FA Cup and the European competition. NFL podcast. Could we won the League Cup? Jacksonville Jaguars against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I suppose the big story to come out of this is Mahomes, isn't it? Dave, do you want to explain exactly what went on in that game? Yeah, um... <laughs> Patrick Mahomes basically had the his knee turned inside out. Um, if you've ever seen uh, old school MMA with Ken Shamrock or, or, or WWE with Kurt Angle, there's a move called the ankle lock where basically they replicate pushing the foot out away from the leg. The body weight of an opponent did that to Mahomes. Yeah. It clearly tore something in there. Um, they've said it's a high ankle sprain, which basically means it's a weight-bearing ligament uh, that's on the inside of the shin. Dr. Dave been damaged. Dr. Kino's back. <laughs> Mate, I, I told you, I've researched these things. Uh, and, and it should be four to six weeks. Um, he shouldn't have played on it, but I think basically just what? adrenaline got him through and that his competitive nature. Um there's been talk that Reed should have made him come off the field. Um, I think that you've got to let Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. But I do think that he's going to be on an awful lot of painkillers this weekend. I think they'll be looking at it as if they can get through this game. They, they have the extra week because of the Pro Bowl. That didn't yeah. get shifted in the end because of all the mucking about. No. So they've got a, essentially a buy after that. That would then put it three weeks out from when he had the injury, which would be potentially something where he'd be okay, but I've, it, it could lead to long-term damage um, because it is that weight-bearing ligament and that can often lead to additional damage in the knee because of the weakness in the lower structure of the leg. Was, it can was, also lead to injuries like that Prescott's where his, his foot fell off. Yeah. Uh, was the reason that Mahomes comes back onto the field because the game was tighter than the Chiefs will have wanted and Jacksonville really made a fist of it. Yeah, there is that. And and you know, Chad Henney is a is a is a is a standing. You know, he's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not a he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. But there, there is history there. So a couple of years ago the same thing happened. He had a high ankle sprain in the game against the Browns. Chad Henney came in, beat the Browns, um and then Mahomes was back the next week to beat the Bills. Um there's there's footage of him already Walking around on coming on and off Incredible. platforms, he's not limping. I, I think he's absolutely fine. Um, some people just reacted differently to injuries than others, and I, I don't think they knew the extent of it until they'd probably have scanned him. But what, what when he was arguing with Reed on the sideline, Reed was saying, Go and get it checked, and if it's okay, you can come back. And he did, he went off. They've obviously realized nothing was broken or that he wasn't going to cause further damage, and they've let him go back in. And it was the right thing because the Jags then came back a little bit, didn't they? Um, and in the NFL, you know, if, if he comes out of that game and they lose, that's them till September. So he's going to do everything he can to win that game because that mm. just keeps them alive for another week. And it, at this time of the year, it's just surviving until you survive and advance. That's all you have to do. And they survived and they've advanced. Yeah, good stuff. Right, moving on, shall we, to um, 
what was an emotional game at Buffalo, oh. wasn't it? Oh, I thought um, you were going to talk about the other one. No. Uh, Bengals 27, Buffalo 10. And um, with DeMar Hamlin's family sort of in attendance and DeMar had been in the building over the course of the week and then the snow started, I thought to myself, maybe, just maybe, the Bills are going to use that, ride that emotion to victory. And in fact, Dan, exactly the opposite happened and the Bengals showing just how good they can be on their day. Yeah, it felt like a step too far for the Bills. Like they're, they're, Maybe their emotional energy had just sort of burnt out. Yeah. But they hadn't been playing well. We hadn't seen the best version of the Bills for five or six weeks. Mm. They struggled against the Pats in Week 18. They really struggled against the Dolphins with Scarlett Thompson in the first round of the playoffs. That was... That, that that sort of was there was warning signs there that they weren't at the uh, they weren't at their best and maybe they'd peaked too soon, uh, and I think games at the Rams to start the season they were well up for to show that they should have won it last year. Games at the Chiefs earlier in the season to prove that they should have won the AFC Championship last year has just taken too much out of them. That they, they looked they looked gassed. They looked like about seventy percent. And and the Bengals, if nothing else, are they're methodical. They are a, they are Chinese water torture. They just keep moving the ball. They keep getting first downs. They keep you on your back foot, and they keep turning the scoreboard over. And unless you're at the top of your game, they are they are really difficult to keep up with the Bengals because everything they do, they do really really well. Um, they execute incredibly well. They're coached really well. Um, so they took advantage of a Buffalo team. I think that are probably just the game too far. Dave, um, do you remember when Josh Allen injured his elbow? Honestly, he. I saw the interview with him uh, after, obviously, they were eliminated, and he said that it, it mainly impacted the way he threw the ball. He'd had to adjust his, his movement. Uh, it meant he could still throw the ball a long distance, but he struggled to control the ball over mid and short distances. I think that's what, what impacted them. You, you knew they were either going to try and hit the big play or, or use the short running game. Um they weren't, I've seen some metrics which show they weren't even trying to attack the field, the middle of the field in the mid area yeah. as the season wore on. Um, and I think it was because his arm is impacted. Apparently he doesn't need surgery. He can let it rest, but his throw motion has been impacted this season uh, at a point where he lost his former OC, who was an excellent coach, who took away many of the faults that he displayed as a rookie and in college. Um, I think it's an adjustment period. But I think if he can come back healthy, Josh Allen will be Josh Allen. They need to give him more pieces for that team in the draft. Get him another wide receiver who can take some of the pressure off Diggs. Because um, Diggs is on a big contract there now and he's getting on in years. So they, they do need to think about the future there as well. Um, yeah, Josh will be back. But going too far, like Dan said. Yeah, I think they, they just gave him too much to do. There was too much for Josh Allen to do in that game. And that, that'll beat bad teams, it'll beat teams like the Patriots and it'll beat teams like the, the Dolphins, but it won't beat teams like the Bengals. He, he needs a running game. They, they need to work on building a running game around him and supporting him because if he doesn't get that, then I think you are going to put too much pressure on him too often and I think he will falter in that stage. Good stuff. Let's move on then, shall we, to the Conference Championships next weekend. We've got nothing else to talk about, <laughs> have we? Absolutely no other game that we need to go through at all from last weekend. <laughs> No, I just I don't know. Does Dave want to talk about his favourite yeah. fan base getting a nice playoff win? No, no, we, no. we can no. talk about twenty seventeen when when the Minnesota Vikings went to the Philadelphia Eagles and lost thirty eight seven. Yeah, I mean exactly the same scoreline and exactly the same kind of performance as well, wasn't it? He won the Super Bowl that year, Dave. Philadelphia Eagles. Interesting. Yeah, that's a fairly young man, isn't it? No. Yeah. Hmm. With a backup quarterback in. 
we'll see, eh? We'll see. Um, a replacement for Carson Wentz, maybe a mirror. But no, it, it, look, look, they defended your run game. They they had a, a D-line that was able to penetrate the O-line on a regular basis, getting in amongst it in the backfield. There was no sitting back in zone and letting people pick their play. <laughs> And the real Daniel Jones turned up as well, guys. It we haven't seen him for it weeks. Wasn't his, it wasn't his fault. It was. But if, a little bit. If, if you sit off him, he can pick you apart. If if you put him under pressure, you make him think and you make it a regular occurrence, not just a one-off in the game, he starts to see shadows and panic. He does. But so do many other quarterbacks in the league. Even Derek Carr does that when, when you get to him enough times. And he's a competent Quarterback Daniel Jones is a competent quarterback, probably in my same echelon. You, you can't blame him for one game. I mean, Case, absolute legend for the Vikings, he was a QB in that game. And it wasn't really on him. It was like that complete inability to stop the run. And I think that's what happened in this game as well. Yeah, I think I think the Giants just second best to everything in that game. The Eagles, uh, we've spoken about it all season long, how they're so good on both sides of the ball, and when when Jalen Hurts is 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 moving the way that he's capable of moving, unfortunately, you've got absolutely no chance of you. So uh, I think we'll just take the L on this one. Say congratulations to the Giants for getting as far as they did. Well done to Brian Dayball in particular for coaching that side the way that he's done and Saquon Barkley for making a decent fist of it um, when the odds were against him. He's up um, to his trade value for you anyway, yeah, Barkley, hasn't he? Yeah, 100%. Maybe we might be able to get a quarterback in. Uh, right, let's move on, shall we? Utterpunts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Welcome back to part two of Utter Punts as we leave last week behind and we start looking ahead to, well, it's the fight for the Super Bowl, isn't it? It's the Conference Championships weekend, Bengals at Chiefs and the 49ers at the Eagles. This has got excellent written all over it. I absolutely cannot wait. Before we get into the meat of it, we would love it if you passed us on to a friend. If you listen to Utter Punts week in, week out, and you enjoy what we do, recommend us to somebody and pass it on. If you can recommend us to two people and those two people can recommend to another two each, all of a sudden, this podcast is growing exponentially and we would massively appreciate it. We love doing this for you every single week and we'd love it if more and more people were listening. So make sure you get subscribing and get your friends to be subscribing as well. Uh, right, okay, which one do you want to start? Start with gentlemen. Shall we start with? We'll start with the start with the really one-sided one, shall we? 
what, well, I know which one you think's really one-sided. <laughs> oh, Just hold that oh, thought. Oh, oh, oh. Dave, which one do you think's the really one-sided one? Well, I think Eagles-San Francisco is going to be close. I honestly believe that the other game very much hinges on how fit Patrick Mahomes is as to whether or not that will be close. I don't think the Chiefs have got a particularly good defence. I think the Bengals have got a good offence, and I think they've got a fairly solid defence. So Excellent. that's the one that I see being the most one-sided. Excellent dodging around the question. Which one is the most one-sided one, Daniel? Well, there isn't, is there? Because all four of these teams can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, they could. So when you're looking at sort of semi-finals, which is what we're at now, um, you're very rare. There's always usually a team in there that's a bit of cannon fodder, or some team has an eagle. You you can't split these games. You can't split these teams. There's there's one point in the handicaps on both of them, and any one of these teams can win win on Sunday, and any one of these teams can win the Super Bowl, and that is about as good as I can remember. So. What a weekend to enjoy it. What a weekend to sort of have some insight and have a look at it and see what you think is going to happen. Likely is, the likelihood is that you're probably wrong, whatever you think. I love that. In which case, let's start with the Niners against the Eagles, shall we? Uh, it's going to be in Philadelphia. And I looked at this and thought this is potentially the two most balanced sides in the NFL taking on one another. And I, this, for me could go either way. Dan, I think you've got a slightly different take. You favouring the 49ers on this one, I think. I am. Um, I think... Look at the surprise on Kino's face. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like the Eagles. Listen, I, I think they are a tremendous team, and you're right. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they were the team that could stop the stop the 49ers. But the, let's just wind the clock back a little bit. The Eagles beat the Giants, OK? Um but the 49ers would have probably done the same job on the, mm -hmm. Gi uh, the Giants as well. Would the Eagles have dealt with the Cowboys so quickly? The Cowboys beat the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the Eagles going into the playoffs weren't in great form. So I know they lost Jalen Hurts, but even with him, they struggled against the Saturdays, if you remember, in that week, that, that one of the first <laughs> yeah. Saturday games. Um, and they struggled then a few other games after that. They nearly threw away their number one seed. Um, for me, they've shown weakness, and the Niners are on a 12-game win streak. So they haven't lost to anybody. And in that time, they've changed their quarterback, and they still haven't lost to anybody. Uh, other than against the Cowboys on Sunday, they hadn't scored less than 33 points in a game, and they don't concede many points. Um, so I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, what's the weakness in either of these teams? You're right, they're balanced, and they are as good in the trenches as you can imagine. My... The, the, the Achilles heel that Dave and I have spoke about the Eagles all season has been their defence of the run. And I, I think that's where Shanahan will be able to move the ball on them. Yeah. For me, the, the only thing I'll guarantee in this game is that it's going to be a very low-scoring game. They, they're going to, there's going to be really long drives. There's going to be lots of third downs, lots of third and twos, third and threes that are converted. There's going to be lots of five, six, seven-minute drives. So you're probably only going to get six, seven possessions aside, that's going to drag the point average down. This is going to be really low scoring. I can see it being maybe 2017, either way. Um, for me, though, if it's the final drive, I can just see the 49ers being able to move the ball with McCaffrey, with Mitchell, um, and Brandon take an advantage. Ayer, Debo Samuel, yeah. George Kittle. I mean, yeah. th there's so many weapons, aren't there, Dave? OK, so, Here we on go. Wednesday, <laughs> both the San Francisco 49ers running back did not practice, both injured. Um, they are playing away from home. They're on the road in Philadelphia, an intimidating place at the best of time. The police are already lubing up the lamppost. <laughs> right? 
there, there's <laughs> Rob Purdy does not have that many games as a starter in the NFL. He, don't get me wrong, I'm hugely impressed with the way he's reacted to it. Um, but if you were to go with the normal conventional wisdom, which is where there's two very even things squaring off, and one team does have an advantage in an area but are hindered by injuries, and then you look at the fact that it's Jalen Hurts, a guy who for a lot of this year until he got injured was in the MVP running against Brock Purdy, a first-year player who was picked last in the draft, who didn't look the greatest against an excellent defence. The Eagles' defence is every bit as good as the Cowboys. In fact, it's probably more well-rounded. The, the Cowboys yeah. have got Micah Parsons, um, but there's not a lot else that you'd look around in the Cowboys lineup and go, I'd take him, I'd take him over who the Eagles have got. I think we're, I think it'll be close because of the reasons that Dan outlined, but I do believe the Eagles are going to win this game and I, I don't think it will be I don't think it will be like a field goal difference. I think it will be at least a touchdown. Oh wow. So we've got two punts on either side of the argument here. I uh that means that I would normally get the deciding <laughs> vote and uh I'm not sure I want to do that. Um are we saying that Brock Purdy doesn't have the warrior gene, Kino? Is that is that what, what you're saying? saying? When, that's not what we're saying. Is, is All right, direct question. Him. Has Brock Purdy got the warrior gene, Dave? How ginger is he? We don't know. He's never been hit. No <laughs> one's ever got near him, yeah? Nobody knows, Liam. Nobody knows. He's too elusive. Um, like last year, like last year in, the, in the playoffs, the Eagles had a had what looked like a bit of a layup and they didn't turn up. Um, Jalen Hurts, it was too much for Jalen Hurts, too big a game. They didn't get the ball to Devontae Smith, who was their wide receiver one at the time. They couldn't run the ball. AJ Brown, no. Yeah, they have, but there's a serious secondary on the other side, isn't there, that can probably take AJ Brown away. Devontae Smith, I think, will have a big game. He's the key for it for the Eagles. But the leading rusher in the playoffs so far, Dave, any ideas? Rush for most yards in the playoff this year? I was under the impression it was Joe Mixon, but I might be wrong. Kenneth Gainwell. So the, the Eagles backup running back okay. is the leading rusher in the playoffs this year, which is interesting because it maybe shows that Miles Sanders isn't the lead back there or maybe shows that they've struggled to move the ball initially. And I, I wonder if, they, of course, they, and they've only played one game. Let's add that. So you know, he's done that in one game. Um, the Eagles blew their chance last year. And I wonder if they might be a bit overhyped. What, what's, what's tipping me to the 49ers is I think the Eagles, there's a lot of... There's a lot of testosterone in that room. Sirianni, Howie Roseman, you know, they're all very, they're all young guys. They're all feeling themselves. Jalen Hurts, the team, you can see they've all got that. When they won the Super Bowl, it was the underdog. They're, they're not the underdog now. They're cocky. They're arrogant. They're really feeling themselves. And I wonder if the 49ers might just let them boil over. Um, and, and that's sort of where I'm at with it. That I think the 49ers will be much more, much more controlled in what they do. I think they might execute better because of that. And I think that's what it'll come down to. Yeah, because we've we've never seen Kyle Shanahan team melt in a big game. Have we? <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Right, we've got to make a pick. Uh, Dave is going with the Eagles. He, yeah, Dan is going with the I'll Niners. Go Niners yeah. I have a decision to make, and I'm going to base it more on the fact that I like more players on the Niners than I do on the Eagles. So uh, you're making us wrong. Um, you're making us wrong. <laughs> yeah, I might be. Uh, but, you know, people out there are, you know, grown up. They can make their own decision. They do not have to base any 
the choice that they make on what I say here, but I'm going with the Niners. I'm going with the Niners, but tight. Uh, right, Bengals, Chiefs. And are the Chiefs the worst side in the playoffs, Dave? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Patrick Mahomes question. Like, yeah. I believe without him, yeah, by a mile. Uh, with him, no. Wow. He, he makes their, their offense fly. They're, they've been able to adapt to a, a lack of, of of Hill, who's probably still the best deep ball threat in the league. Um, and look at who his wide receivers are, and he, he's still getting the offense moving. The, the guy's exceptional, but I don't particularly rate their defence, I don't particularly rate their wide receiver core. I don't particularly rate their O-line. We've got an excellent tight end. Who's um, their wide receiver one? Juju? You've got Juju, you've got Tony, you've got um, MVS, haven't you? There's a number there. Yeah, you can see they've, they've why. Got it's a, a, it's load a spread of number offense. Twos. Yeah. yeah, they've got they've got six WR2s, really. Yeah. Um, who, who was it they took in the draft? Skylar Moore? He's not really come through no. and done anything for them, despite no. the fact he's a, a dynamic little laugh, but the word little does come into it. He's probably struggling against uh, press coverage. Um, Kelsey could be huge here, couldn't he? He yeah. might be their, their main route to success, but it tends to be. When, when you look at when you look at the, the, the linebackers for the Bengals, they've looked in excellent form. They seem to be reading everything that people are doing against them. Um, they're adjusting on the fly to, to the different ways people are trying to unpick them. It, it's really impressive. They seem to self-manage. And I think if anyone can make life awkward, particularly as, can Mahomes really move around with a normal freedom, even if he does play, to be able to extend the plays, to allow those wide receiver twos to get open, to allow um, Kelsey to get himself free? <laughs> For me, yeah, they are the weakest, but they also have the best quarterback when he's fit and that can make the huge difference. That's why you pay someone like Patrick Mahomes a big contract because he can outweigh the deficiencies elsewhere in the roster. What you don't want to do is get trapped into paying a mid-level quarterback for big bucks because then you'll never win anything. Uh, how does it always come back to Kirk Cousins? How does every... Oh, that's Joe Flacco. I was oh, is it? Well, he yeah, won the Super Bowl, didn't on, he, mate. Joe? I've I mean, got more than one field of reference. I've got one, of the, one of the greatest divisional round moments in history, the uh, Mile High Miracle, and then went on to win the Super Bowl that year. So he's not a bad player, Flacco. He probably deserved more of a contract than Kirk Cousins. Um, I disagree a little bit. It always comes back to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think, I think the Chiefs' defence is, is pretty good. I think they've got... Um, Chris Jones is he's probably one of the best defensive linemen in the game, if not the defensive lineman in the game. But what's uh, the depth behind him is the key. Because they do have star players, but the, the, because of the structure of, of those heavy contracts towards quarterbacks, you, you end up having starting 11s, which are really, really good. But then you can't afford the side of the depth in behind them. Now, because the Chiefs have been so successful, they've got a little bit of leniency in terms of the contracts they've been able to offer the free agents. But it's the depth of the squad that, that worries me, mainly because you don't ever see the same starting 11 on the field for an entire set of snaps for a whole game. I think every time they're sobbing people out, people like Jones who won't be able to play every snap, that's when they're going to get undone. I just I, I like the way they're coached on defense. So Spags, isn't it? Steve Spagnuolo that, that runs their defense. And I I think he's really creative and I think he's really good at making adaptations in the game. And I think that's why you see so much rotation. Um, 
what the Bengals' defence can't really do is stop the run. So the Ravens controlled that game against them in the first round of the playoffs and should have won the game. Let's, let's be dead straight up about it. But they didn't th and they didn't throw the ball at all. Um, so there, there is weakness in this Bengals' defence. I, I think the Chiefs' defence is, is the ultimate bend-don't-break, right? So they will allow you to move the ball. They will allow you to get to a point and then will, they will try and then restrict you to a field goal, knowing that their offence is high-powered and can usually go the other side of the ball and score a touchdown. And if you go field goal against touchdown against them, you lose. And that's how they win most of their games. What's interesting about this game for me is Mahomes, a couple, to a couple of years ago, Mahomes was, was stellar and was, was setting new records. And then defences went two deep safeties on him. And yeah. for a year, it, it really slowed him down. He had to change the way he played. And the way he's learned to play is he's learned to play like Joe Burrow, which is really interesting because they're playing each other now. But what he's learned to do is take what's available to him. And I've, I've not seen a quarterback as adept at getting to the line, figuring out what's happening, and taking the most of what's on, on offer since Peyton Manning the night when I watched Joe, Joe Burrow. I think he is as good a general as Manning. And what you find with the Bengals is they're just methodical. They just go four yards on first down, four yards on second down, third and two, run the ball. And then they might hit the odd big play, but generally their big plays are catch and run. Chase, Higgins, Boyd, they, they don't really bomb away. They, they can if they're in trouble, but they don't tend to do. That's not their game plan. They run the ball well. They throw a lot of screen passes. Control the clock. And they control the clock. And I think it's, it's a match of what the Chiefs' offence has had to become against what the Bengals' offence naturally is. Um, but it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Andy Reid and it's Arrowhead and I'm picking the Chiefs. Well, it's Burrowhead. That's <laughs> no. what it is. It's not... I mean... It, Joe Burrow's the key here. I mean, <clears throat> even with a fit Patrick Mahomes, he's never lost against him. No, that's true. So actually, we, we're making this big thing about whether or not Patrick Mahomes is fit. It's actually, it's all on Joe Burrow for me. It's whether or not Joe Burrow turns up and can play the, the game that he wants to be able to play. And if he can, then I think, I think even with a fit Patrick Mahomes, for me, the Bengals can win this outright if they turn up on the day. Unfortunately... That's been the big question about the Bengals all season long, is which version of the Bengals are you going to get? Are you going to get the version that can beat anybody in front of them, or are you going to beat the one that's full of mistakes and, and can't get out of their own way to get themselves a win? I don't know about you, Dave, but for me, it, it, this is the Bengals to lose. Did you know that Joe Burrow's pulse doesn't change regardless of what situation he's mm. in? He, he doesn't get adrenaline bursts, apparently. He's the most level-headed man on the planet. This is—I saw an article. I don't know whether or not that's true. It just amused me because it fits. He's <laughs> it's stone cold, isn't he? Like he's just a killer. And I don't think going to Arrowhead concerns him. If, if, yeah, exactly. I think he, he looks forward to it because he makes every place he goes his own. His attitude is. I am better than everybody else. It's not me being arrogant. It's just the truth. And since the day I saw him as the LSU starting quarterback, wandering into an indoor interview with his huge cigar and his mouth taking a toke on it, just sat down on the arm of the chair and leant back into the seat. The guy's cool. You got you gotta love Joe Burrow. Style he, and substance, boys. He, even Style people in his own division. Love Joe Burrow, which must be so hard for you, Dan. No, I, so I, I love Joe Burrow as well. I, you know, we... But you're picking against him. I am this week. And I, and, and only because he hates him. 
Yeah, that's the one. The Bengals have got it. No, I, you know, we, we spoke last week about, and Dave said that the Bills' defence and line could cause pressure on the Bengals' O-line. And actually, I think, I might be wrong, it, it felt to me like the weather really played a part in their ability to rush the pass. Uh, the Bills, certainly. Um, they couldn't get a Burrow. I, I, I just think this Chiefs' front will get to Burrow. And it will disrupt them enough and take them out of their rhythm. And I think if you can, if they can do that, and Mahomes is eighty percent. Um, All right, we'll uh, see. How, how, how many sacks do you think I'll get? Oh, now there's a question. I think four More plus. than four. Yeah. yeah, four plus. So he's already won one playoff game. Was it with nine sacks? Nine against the Titans last year. That's it. Yeah, I think he got sacked six <laughs> times against the Chiefs last year. Guys, guys, yeah. It doesn't awesome. bother him. It just yeah. doesn't bother him. He just bounces like a weeble doll. Just bounces back up again and away we go. Right, we need to make our picks. Dave, which way are you going in this oh, one? I'm, I'm going with a man who the other day said that being sacked is an overrated stat because I'm always going to try and extend the play unless the context of the game says that I shouldn't. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow to win on the road happily. Dan? Give me the Chiefs. And I've got to make the decision again, boys. And considering I went with Dan in the last one, I'm going with Dave in this one. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, look, whatever happens, wherever you're watching, I hope you enjoy this weekend because it's going to be an absolute corker all weekend long. Really, really can't wait for it. Just to let you know, over the next couple of weeks, because of the way that the fixtures fall and the Super Bowl and various bits and pieces, the plan of action for us is to do a little bit extra. So... You might get sort of four Utter Punts podcasts over the next two weeks um, while we give you, deliver you some extra added value. And then when we get to Super Bowl week, we might have something a little bit special for you as well. But just hold that thought uh, and we'll let you know as soon as we possibly can. Stay across it on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search for Utter Punts on any of those platforms. It's time to play a game. Yes. We've decided that just to keep things interesting over this uh, conference championships weekend, we're going to play a little bit of a game between uh, ourselves. Now, there is a prize and there is a wooden spoon. OK, the prize will be delivered to the winner on Super Bowl night in the form of as many chicken wings as you can eat paid for by the losers. Yeah. True. The wooden spoon will be delivered on Super Bowl evening and the prize for coming last is wearing the shirt of hurt. And the shirt of hurt is personalised to whoever finishes bottom. So, for example, Dan, if you were to lose, what would be the worst shirt we could provide you? I think it'd be a Big Ben Steelers shirt. Yep. Big yeah. Ben Roethlisberger Steelers shirt coming your way if you lose. Yeah. Dave, what would be the worst shirt we could make you wear? Kirk Cousins shirt, maybe? I, I love Philadelphia. Yeah, I love Philadelphia. <laughs> Jalen Hurts Eagles shirt. <coughs> it wouldn't be Jalen Hurts. No, that's not that's not the QB that hurt me. It would be a, it'd be a Nick Foles Eagles shirt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I already know what you two are going to say, so I'm going to beat you to it. You're going to make me wear my second team shirt, aren't you? You're going to hand me, you're going to hand me a Detroit Lions shirt, and I'm going to be really happy. Mm, we were no, thinking yeah. about that. Then Chicago we thought Bears. maybe a Bears one, maybe a Jake yeah. from Bears yeah, jersey. Uh, yeah, if you could make it a Jake from New York jersey, that'd be even better. Trying to fit, 
trying to find one of those could be uh, could be interesting. Uh, look, be Paul, he got used shirt. to that idea, Dan. I think we need to change what Liam's shirt is going to be. I tell you what, you chuck a bear shirt on, I'll wear it quite happily all day long. Um, uh, these shirts are going to be loaned to us, so we have to be a little bit careful, by endzonekit.co.uk. Don't forget, 15% at checkout off the bill with endzonekit.co.uk if you use the code punts they are brilliant and there's so much good stuff on that website that we're bound to find something that we really don't want to wear now dan do you want to explain now we've got the prizes sorted do you want to explain the game just a really simplified version of fantasy football really so there's only four teams left there's only four quarterbacks there's only really four running backs so we're going to do a really basic team one quarterback one running back two wide receivers or tight ends and a defense um quarterbacks two points for a touchdown passing or rushing and they lose two points for interception Running back, wide receiver, tight end, all the same scoring. Three points for a touchdown, whether it's receiving touchdown or rushing touchdown, and lose two points if they lose a fumble. Fumble has to be lost for that those points to come off. Can't be a fumble that's regained. So it has to be team. recovered by the uh, opposing team. Correct. Um, and the de- and the defense gets two points for interception or a fumble recovery. Right. Um, and they lose two points if they concede over thirty points. Good stuff. Now we uh, we had a mini fantasy league going on on utter punts. And we've decided to draft in the order of finishing. So uh, we're going to snake the draft. Kino will go first. I will go second. Dan will go third. And then we will go back the other way. So Dan, me, Liam, until we've picked uh, a quarterback, a running back, two wide receiver stroke tight ends and a defence. Perfect. Okay. Easy. Okay. Which means, Dave, you're on the clock. It does indeed, and uh, just to throw it out there, next year when we do fantasy, more people should join our league so I can beat you too. It's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was good fun because it went exactly as I said it would. Bell finished last, as we said it would. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Joe Burrow because I might as well take the, the quarterback that I'm sure of yourself here off the board and leave you guys to deal with the mess that that leaves you in. Yeah, well, I, I'm straight away going to pick Jalen Hurts because I need to make sure that I don't pick the worst quarterback. Give me Christian McCaffrey. Okay, I can understand why you've taken the points there. And then, Dan, you get next pick as well. Give me Jamar Chase. Oh, he's gone big. He's gone big. Jamar uh, Chase, which means that I've probably got to go running back next and I'm going to pick Joe Mixon, please. Dave? Yeah, sneaking himself. <laughs> yeah, it's hard going first, isn't it? Especially no, I, in the snake. I, I know exactly. It's only one running back per team, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't need to pick a running back right now. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to take a tight end instead. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Oh, he's taking Kelsey. I can see Liam's notes, Dave, and that was his number one uh, tight end. Yeah, Travis Kelsey was my number one tight end. But I now need Do you want me to, to send you a about... picture of his draft board. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, this, I'll show you. This is the this is the picture of my draft board right here. Look, you can see it. It's uh, it's got lots of pink notes on it. Uh, now I've got to make a decision on whether I want to go. No, no, it's Dave. Oh, it's again. Dave again. Yes, yeah. Dave Snakes. Yeah, that's right. All right, Dave. You. Oh, so I can take. I'm going to take um, AJ Brown. Oh, he's gone. All right. Okay. Shut down. Interesting. We'll see. Uh, in which case, I'm going to take Debo. I love how you're both picking injured players. It's brilliant. Um, he won't be injured. 
No, but Christian McCaffrey's been injured for four years. He's still, yeah, he's right. still playing. Oh, <laughs> give me Patrick Mahomes. He's gone Mahomes. Okie dokie. Right, last round this. Oh, no. Set penultimate round. Oh, who are we going next? Wide receiver. Uh, mm. Oh, I've snookered myself, really. Yeah. Give me Devontae Smith. Oh, he's gone Devontae Smith. Okay. Uh, I'm then going to pick George Kittle next. It's a good chat. Mm -hmm. Good player. You have picked two um, San Francisco 49ers receivers. Yeah, that's because I have a funny feeling that 49ers are not going to throw the Super ball. Bowl. Yeah. That's okay. Good. I, I think you're right. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> I, I, know, I know you do. And, and, and part and parcel of this is that you've it's got Super Bowl included as well. So, no, 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 just the divisional game. So, it's just my what? pick, right? Just the, just the, game, just the divisional game. Oh, all right, fair enough. Different game for the Super Bowl. All right. Well, they're going to have to. They're going to have to go well. Half them will be out. Yeah, they're going to have to go well. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's strange. Okay. Uh, so I've got two picks to go. Right. So yep. I'm going I'm to take my defense first, and I'm going to take the Eagles' defense. Okay. Because, uh, I don't. I don't think that they're going to score that much on them with all the injuries that they've got and those players that you guys picked. Um, and then I'm going to take for my running back, I'm going to take Pacheco. Good yeah. pick, yeah. That's the wise pick there, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to go with the best defence in the NFL, I think. Well, the Ravens, not playing there. Uh, the, the, the Eagles. What? I've gone 49ers heavy. The Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I've gone 49ers. 49ers, you've written, oh. you've written Panthers. I did write Panthers. Don't write Panthers. <laughs> Niners, is it? You'll confuse yourself. Yeah, Niners. Okay. Right, Can't defense. Try. Right, give me the Chiefs. I'm bigging the Chiefs up. Chris Jones, many sacks. Keep the, keep the Bengals down. Give me the Chiefs. You don't get points for sacks. Okay. For so, some. wrapping this up then, Dave, you've picked Joe Burrow, mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey, mm -hmm. AJ Brown, Mm -hmm. The Eagles' defense mm -hmm. and Pacheco as your running back. Yeah, Dan, you've picked Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Devonte Smith, Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, and the Chiefs. And I've gone Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and the Niners. I believe that our picks have kind of mirrored what we went with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is very interesting because they're all really strong and it, it's just going to see, it, it'll all come out in the wash, won't it? We'll just have to figure out exactly what that looks like. So what, what would be quite good is if people sort of messaged in and see who thinks, who's got the best team. You put, put it up on a Facebook Yeah, we'll, we'll put something. it up on Instagram and everything, the teams, and yeah. let us know who the best team is. Across all the social platforms, we will make some nice shiny graphics and we'll put them up there so you can uh, so you can take a look at them look right that's about all the time that we've got left this week it's probably about the time that we're going to hear that sort of yeah that one there that hooter to tell us it's the two minute warning and we get to pick our utter punts of the week who's going first i'm going to flip a coin uh, an imaginary one and it's dave oh, 
Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Mike McCarthy, but only because <laughs> he, he made me laugh so hard. We spoke about this. We spoke about this before we started, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, "No, no, no! You pick I him. That's fine." Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm only playing. Like my, my real utter punt of the week is. It's me. <laughs> on, account, on, on account of the fact that I feel so smug about the teams that we just drafted, but I feel like it's oozing out of every pore. So on my nomination for a punt of the week, overconfidence, mate. Eagles, One of us needs to smash him. I can't him. wait to see him in Eagles. <laughs> uh, right, you're next. That's punt of the week. Uh, yeah. pick him. Eli Apple. So oh, okay. I don't know if you've oh, yeah, seen fair. this. The, the Bengals <laughs> um, defensive back who, after... So, so Stefan Diggs had a bit of a thing on the sideline and then posted afterwards, what do you want me to be happy that I'm losing? And Eli Apple sent back a, a tweet that said, uh, Cancun on three, with the three highlighted for Damar Hamlin and the sort of hand-shaped heart emoji that Hamlin had done in the stadium during the game. Wow. Um, dick. Yeah. It, it was you, yeah. Eli Apple, actually, that got blustered in coverage last year and cost you the team the Super Bowl against Cooper Cup. So focus Indeed. on your own game because you're about to get busted open by the Chiefs on Sunday and I'm going to really enjoy watching you get stuffed. Also punt. Yeah, and I'm going to go with um, the Philadelphia Eagles and specifically Jalen Hurts is who I'm going for. <laughs> just, uh, I've, I, I know that I've just picked him in my team, but he definitely gets a pick just for dismantling the Giants <laughs> quite the way that he did at the weekend. So yeah, utter punts of the week, absolutely decided. That is all we've got time for on Utter Punts this week. Stay with us. Loads of content coming up uh, from us to you over the course of the next couple of weeks as we have a look back over the season and look ahead to the Super Bowl. Dan, thank you very much thank indeed. Thank you very much. Enjoy the games. Dave, thank you very much. Pleasure. And we'll see you next week on Utter Punts.